Ben McKee, Rob Lewis here coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana, where Tennessee just took care of business against Longwood in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Michigan beats Colorado State the game prior to Tennessee, so sets up a Saturday date between Juwan Howard and Rick Barnes. But, Rob, the story on Friday or Thursday, I, I don't know what day it is, Thursday against Longwood is uh, pretty pretty cut and dry, pretty easy for Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee shot the lights out. That's, that's the, my biggest takeaway from today. 60% from the field, 58% from three-point range. They're 14 to 24 from deep. I mean, just insane. And both those numbers, 60%, 58%, were NCAA tournament records for the Vols. How much do you think John Fulkerson and his early burst off the bench uh, really opened up things for Tennessee? Because Urosh wasn't given much right right from the get go, and Folky comes in and, and changes that trend. Yeah, and I you know the the offensive stuff was obvious because he scored five buckets you know just bang 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 when he got into the game, and um, I thought you know listening to Coach Barnes, he 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 felt like the defense impact was maybe just as great because that was during that stretch it was 16 to 15 um with about 11 minutes left and then bang Tennessee just you know hits the gas and what was it at halftime 40 44 29 or maybe 54 29 excuse me they were covering and, at halftime <laughs> yeah it was it was over at halftime and um that stretch you're talking about with Fulke kind of started it and then Josiah and Santi just put a nail in the coffin combining it seven three-pointers in the last five minutes and change were you surprised by the deficit at halftime? How, how much Tennessee was up at halftime? I was just because of the way the game started. I mean, you talked earlier that it felt like, you know, in that first 10 minutes, I mean, Longwood was, I didn't think they were going to win, but I thought they were going to make just enough shots to, you know, kind of keep it in that, that 10 to 12 range. And um, that burst right before the half just ended, you know, all any, any kind of speculation that it, that it was going to be anything but a, but a blowout. Right, and I and I look. I thought Tennessee would. Honestly, I didn't even think Tennessee would cover. I, I thought they'd get to the 15, 16, 17 point win kind of in there. I just didn't think an NCAA opponent, a conference champion. I, I thought eighteen was a big number for a non one seed, sixteen seed matchup. And there for a minute, as you mentioned, it, it looked like Longwood was going to be able to kind of stay in there for a little while. And Tennessee's having trouble switching, or, or they weren't switching they were trying not to switch and Rick Barnes had to make a conscious decision to switch because Longwood was was getting what it wanted on the offensive end yeah they hit some shots in the early going they shot 45 percent in the first half which I'm sure coach was not happy with um and really had Longwood been able to take care of the basketball better in the first half I mean well I mean the way Tennessee ended the half I don't think it would have mattered but Longwood had 10 turnovers that really kind of helped fuel um some of those runs they would if they could have taken care of the ball a little bit better they would have been down big but it wouldn't have been 25 points at, at the break yeah and it, it was kind of weird those first 10 minutes was kind of like a weird mix of good defense and average defense because they were forcing turnovers i mean right out of the get-go kennedy chandler picks a pass off and showing his length uh, santi was filling the gaps and, and forcing turnover they were forcing longwood in the turnovers to start the game, and then they kind of went into a three, four, five-minute stretch to where they were not forcing turnovers, and then that's when Rick made the decision to start switching, and they got back to forcing turnovers, and to me, that was the difference. Tennessee's defense, and then along with John Fulkerson being so efficient in the paint, that really opened up things for the offense to, to break out, and Josiah and, and Santi to go in fuego to end the half. I mean, that was that was ridiculous. Santi, I don't think, had scored 
in the first 14 minutes and change. And, you know, Josiah had a couple buckets, but then, I mean, they just exploded. Um, Tennessee made 14 threes in the game. They got half of them in that five-minute stretch right before the break. And um, Josiah playing great. I mean, he just barely missed his second double-double to really. He had 17 points, nine rebounds, and, and he played less than he would normally have today where he would have gotten that, that tenth one. Um, you know, Rick sat him and, and everybody else pretty early in, in the second half. And the one – I know me and you have talked about it, but the one thing I was surprised that today – looking ahead is that Jonas Adu didn't get any run until it was just absolute garbage time. And not that I thought he was going to be a big factor today, but when you know you're playing Michigan, when you know that they play two bigs, two traditional bigs a lot of the time, you're probably going to need Jonas on Saturday. I thought Tennessee might get him a little more action. And Tennessee barely took any three-pointers those first 10 minutes of the game. I, I, I want to say they were maybe 0 for 4 or, or something along those lines, and then they finished the first half 8 for 13. And I couldn't help but think who in the world is going to beat Tennessee? And not to get too reactionary, I know it's Longwood. They'll be facing a different caliber, caliber athlete on Saturday against Michigan. But who in the world is going to beat Tennessee when Tennessee's shooting the basketball like that? Yeah, I mean, and you could say that about you know any probably top four seed in this tournament. When you shoot, when you six, shoot sixty percent from the floor, you're not going to lose many. Not when you know not when you're as tight on defense as Tennessee is, as you know as Kentucky is you know the team that's going to be playing in this building a little later tonight um you know you just hope that Tennessee can bottle some of that up and take it into the weekend and beyond because it's just like you said I mean there's they're, they're not losing if they shoot the ball like that no really the only other thing noteworthy in my opinion from today's game uh second half was very much ho-hum um how Tennessee ended the first half carried over into the second half good to see Tennessee come out of the locker room with the same intensity and same effectiveness but a ho-hum second half, and, and the other thing worth mentioning is Kennedy Chandler. He did, he, he looked terrific. He plays like that this month, and, and Tennessee's going to be um, perfectly fine because he, he wasn't turning the basketball over. He was making his shots from the perimeter. He was getting to the rim when he needed to. He was playing great defense. I thought Kennedy played well, and I also thought Victor Bailey Jr., although he may not really show up in the box score, I thought he had some real good minutes off the bench as well. 20 minutes today, man. I just was looking it up for something I was writing. He, he played 23 minutes combined the last eight games. He plays 20 <laughs> minutes today, and, uh, you know, that's all about his defense. I mean, Rick is – I don't want to say necessarily looking for an excuse to play it, but the kid works so hard, does does everything the coaching staff ask of him, that when he gives Rick a reason to give him minutes, that, that Rick, Rick will do it. Yeah, and before we get out of here, I do want to talk about Michigan and Saturday's game. Anything stand out to you about Colorado State and Michigan? Anything that maybe I mean, seen Michigan in person? Because for me – I knew Michigan was big, but it's just different seeing them in person. Hunter Dickinson is just a mammoth. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a, a big freak. dude. A big dude. Um, I was really, I was impressed with him. I, you know, they were a little like Tennessee in that, at least in the second half. Um, they were so hot, yes, shooting the basketball. And I can't, I don't have the, the half splits, but they ended up making fifty-four percent for the game. And uh, you know, they were down seven at halftime, which is about what time I strolled in and, and started watching it. And um, they went through a stretch in the second half where they just didn't miss. I mean, three-pointers, mid-range, Dickinson inside. And, you know, I got to think that's a little bit atypical. I mean, I think they just caught a heater. But uh, that's what that's what stood out the most to me today was just their shot making. I thought Colorado State was going to win the game. Uh, when I kind of locked in on it, Colorado State was up by 10 
and I was feeling good about myself picking Colorado State to win. Of course, the first game of the day, uh, I get wrong on my bracket, but same. Uh, <laughs> it's not all that surprising. Uh, Iowa just ruined my bracket as well. Same. I, think I had them going Sweet 16 or same <laughs> Elite Eight, so not off to a great start. But it was looking like Colorado State was going to win that basketball game, and then Michigan caught a heater. When you look at Saturday's game, we don't know the tip time as we are recording this on Thursday around 6 o'clock. But do you think it's going to come down to to simply the post play? I know there will be a lot more that goes into it, but just the the big topic on the, the chalkboard to me is just the post play. Yeah, but I don't really worry about – I mean, this this is going to be more size than Tennessee is saying or more skilled size, Don't get, I guess, to be more specific. But the way Tennessee defends, I just – that's just not that big of a concern to me. I mean, I just – I think that if you limit Michigan's shot making and, – and, I mean, what was crazy today is they, they only made four three-pointers. They did not shoot it well from the perimeter. It, I mean, they were knocking in, you know, 15, 16, seven-foot jumpers. I mean, those shots that you necessarily don't want guys to take. And um, I'll be surprised if they fall like that on Saturday. Because, you know, Tennessee, I mean, not that they're going to concede open shots, but they do a great job of chasing people off the three-point line. And I think they'll be selling out in the post. So that, mid, you know, the mid-range opportunities I think will be there again. And I'll be, I just don't think Michigan shoot that way two games in a row. Yeah, I would, I would be kind of surprised if they did as well. And I feel better about Tennessee's post play now than I did three to four weeks ago. I remember saying in a Monday night chat when somebody asked us about what we're concerned about this Tennessee basketball team, and my answer was a team having strong post play and, and maybe manhandling Tennessee. But after seeing how Tennessee, in a group effort, handled Walker Kessler, handled Oscar Sheboy, uh, handled Texas A&M, Henry Coleman, it makes me feel better about what they can do with Hunter Dickinson because it, it Uroch can't do it by himself. John Fulkerson can't do it by himself. Jonas, Brandon, no, none of those post players can do it by themselves. It has to be a, a group effort. And, and Josiah even coming down and helping as well. Yep. I mean, again, I'm just I might be I might look stupid on Saturday, but I just don't worry about any aspect of Tennessee's defense. I mean, when 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 and if they get so sent home from this tournament. I think it's going to be because they had one of those nights where they couldn't throw it in the ocean. They had a five-minute offensive drought where they, they didn't you know, get a bucket in, in a crucial point of the game against a good team. I'll be really surprised if anybody roughs them up and, and scores a bunch of points. For sure. That'll do it for Rob Lewis and myself, Ben McKee, on this edition of the VolQuest podcast. Uh, a live post-game reaction from Indianapolis as Tennessee takes care of Longwood by a lot of points in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. Plenty more coverage coming your way at VolQuest.com from here in Indianapolis, and we hope you all have a great rest of your day.